When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Trevor Woods here from SB Nation's Maize and Brew with yet another edition of getting to know Michigan's opponent. The 5-0 Michigan Wolverines will be facing the Nebraska Cornhuskers, a night game on Saturday on the road in Lincoln, Nebraska. It'll be Michigan's second road game of the season, the second consecutive road game for the Wolverines. Nebraska, they've had a up-and-down year. A couple close ones they lost. They were highly competitive against Oklahoma in 23-16 loss. Narrowly lost to Michigan State 23-20. Another narrow loss to Illinois. But absolutely killed Northwestern last week 56-7. Beat Buffalo 28-3. Beat Fordham 52-7. A 3-3 season for Scott Frost's crew. But... To know more about them, I have to turn to Corn Nation, SB Nation's Corn Nation, talking with John Johnston today. How are you today, John? I'm excited. I mean, you reviewed all that stuff. You're 5-0 and coming into Lincoln. We might be stinky. We might be good. Nobody knows. Yeah, exactly. And Scott Frost, it's interesting you bring that up, John. The You know, we don't know yet, right? Uh Yesterday, Scott Frost was asked about the last time Michigan and Nebraska faced each other, and it was a 56-10 Michigan win, and I liked what Frost said, actually. He said that, uh, he said, we'll see on Saturday. He said last time they got their butts kicked, said they were outmanned at nearly every position, uh, said they didn't have much of a chance in that one. But that was a few years ago, John. Just curious if you've seen progress from a physicality standpoint with the Nebraska team since 2018. I think one of my guys dug up uh, a tweet or something for 2018 after that game. Chase went of it. He said that uh, Nebraska acted like they didn't want to be there. And, I, you know, I agree with that. You know, when these coaches come in and they talk about culture changes and how hard that is, I even if you look out, if you – take Nebraska out of the equation and look at like Florida State and Miami and Texas. You know, all of those teams have better recruiting bases than we do, better athletes than we do, and they still suck. Why? Because their brains aren't right. And I think when you go back and look at that game, particularly against Michigan, uh, that team uh, didn't want anything to do with anything. I mean, they just wanted to have their scholarship money and take it and, and not show up, I guess. Uh, do I think that's changed? I think if you look at Nebraska's defense, uh, yeah, it's definitely changed on that side of the ball. You have guys that are, you know, they play physical and they play tough and they act like they're having fun. And they act like they want to be there and they've done pretty well, you know, so far this season. Uh, that's not entirely translated on the offense yet. The last weekend we saw Nebraska actually execute decently in all three phases of the game, you know. I mean, Michigan State, I saw somebody tweet where at one point we had a 93.6 chance of winning that game, and the guy punched to the wrong side of the field and 
and there it goes. You know, it's just dumb stuff like that. But uh, I think Nebraska has changed quite a bit, and it's going to be very interesting to see what happens Saturday night against a 5-0 and Michigan team. Yeah, and just offensively, the numbers, uh, they're number 11 in total offense, rushing offense, number 14, 40th in passing offense. What has been the bright spots on Nebraska's offense? What has made them have success when they have? You know, uh, in a couple narrow losses I mentioned, like Oklahoma. and But specifically last week when 56 points were put on the board. So what has went right on offense for Nebraska? Well, Adrian Martinez has mostly went right. Everybody has this kind of love-hate relationship with him. He, his offensive line hasn't provided him a lot of protection. But I think he's he's got all the athletic skills on the planet. Sometimes he doesn't make the best of decisions, but who does? And I think he is what makes the offense go. And what happened against Northwestern is they kind of looked at the offensive line and they said, uh, get your crap together or don't play. And then against Northwestern, they completely switched up a lot of the guys that were on the line and it looked like they had the right combination. I mean, we beat up a, a Northwestern team, beat them up. It was like the most yardage ever given up by a Pat Fitzgerald team. Now, you could look at that and say, well, they're just Northwestern. And you could look at it and say, nobody does that to Pat Fitzgerald teams. And you'd be right on both occasions. So, again, it's I don't know what's going to happen this weekend. That's why it's so exciting. It's you know, like I, having a crazy family. <laughs> it's like having a nutball family for holidays. And it's usually just, you know, in the most family, it's like one guy shows up and he ruins the whole holiday. But if you've got four or five of them that can do it, it's kind of like which one's going to happen this week and be exciting. You now, know what I mean? Yes. That's Nebraska football. Now, uh, defensively, uh, how are things looking so far? Is it is it a healthy bunch and a productive bunch, or are there any weaknesses uh, that Michigan or opponents uh, would target. I think Michigan's going to come out running the ball. I think if we have possibly a weakness, it's against the run. But I think our defense looks very good. I mean, they look as good. They look like they're the best defense since we had some guy named Dominican Sue tossing Colt McCoy around in the Big 12 championship. But uh, I don't really think there are any weaknesses. I, two years ago, everybody wanted our defensive coordinator fired. And now he's got a defense where he has players in place and, and all over the board. Some decent playmakers at uh, running back, or uh, running back, at linebacker, and the defensive secondary is very experienced and very good. So, you know, probably against the run might be the only weakness, and that's where you guys are pretty strong, so that should be interesting too. What is the overall consensus right now on Scott Frost? I think you see a Scott Frost coach team that's pulling things together. And, again, Saturday night's going to show us. Are we got all of our stuff together so we could compete with one of the best teams in the nation? Or are we going to screw up in, in monumental fashion? What are your general thoughts about the game? Uh, not necessarily a prediction, but just how you think it's going to go from quarter one to quarter four. Well, I think that last Saturday night against Northwestern wasn't a football game as much as it was a giant therapy session for the state of Nebraska. Everybody enjoyed beating the snot out of Northwestern. 
and that stadium was that stadium was full of explosive joy. And you're, I think you're going to see that carry into this next week. People, people have been kind of like, I don't know if I want to go to football games if we're just going to suck and do stupid things. And after last week, they're going to show up and they're going to be like bloodlust. We want more of this. So I think the stadium's going to be a giant battery of energy for our football team. Uh, the one thing that we did against Northwestern is on the first play of the game, Adrian Martinez hit Samari Torre for like an 80-yard game. We didn't throw some sideways pass that goes backwards. We didn't try running up the middle to see what the defense is going to do. We just went out and went, bang, we're, we're going to kill you now, right away. And, you know, that will be interesting to see how Nebraska – starts the game on offense particularly. Now we talked about gonna, yeah. we talked about Adrian Martinez, but could you give us one other player to watch on offense and a player to watch on defense who are a couple standout guys Michigan fans should be aware of heading into the game? Well Samari Torre is the big guy that everybody's you know talks about. Um, I mean he's he's been a very excellent receiver transferred from Montana. There's, he, the thing about Frost's offense right now is he has a number of different playmakers. So when you got Samari Torre who can, you know, get open and get down the field, he's also got Xavier Betts, who is a speedster. He's got Omar Manning, who is a big, tall guy, that he's starting to break out a little bit. We don't know what's going on with the running backs because we have, like, three that can be switched in and out at any moment, and they look pretty decent. Last weekend, a freshman named Jacquez Yant had a breakout game that where he just looked like a destroying machine. So again, you got all these options. I would say Samari Torre at the receiver position, and if they start Yant, watch for that guy because he just looked phenomenal. He looked like he stiff-armed people and they died right on the field at that moment. It was fun to watch. Yeah, and uh, defensively? Oh, defense. defensively. I'd say JoJo Doman. He's kind of a hybrid linebacker, you know, one of those types. Yeah, or Lurk Reiner, both linebackers. They both had making plays all over the field. I'd say two years ago we had really, like, what no linebacker play at all, and now we have exceptional linebacker play. So those two guys are going to be really important, especially stopping Michigan's running game. Yeah, and I usually don't end a interview on a kicker question, but in this case, and this week, I'm going to. Connor Culp, I'm seeing, is 5 of 10 on the year. He's 3 for 3 from 20 to 29 yards, but then it gets dicey after that. 1 of 4 from 30 to 39, 0 for 1, 40 to 49, and 1 of 2 for 50 plus. Obviously not the percentages you want to see out of a kicker. Do you have more belief in him than his stats would indicate? Well, Connor Cup was the Big Ten like kicker of the year last year. He was all conference, you know, and then he goes to the Illinois game and he misses everything. And they're like, what the hell's going on with that guy? And he did a podcast with one of our other football players, I think, last week, in which he talked about, you know, dealing with anxiety and dealing with mental health issues. You know, do you trust him now? You know, it's interesting to hear a young guy talk about that. I think that he's he's got his head on straight, and, you know, you only prove that by playing the rest of the season. John Johnston from Corn Nation, thank you very much. You want to tell folks how they can follow Corn Nation on Twitter? Well, we're Corn Nation with two N's. 
There you go. You might just go out there and look for look for like who's the most obnoxious Nebraska tweeter account. There you go. It's probably us. Well, ding ding. All right. Well, hey, we're gonna find out on Saturday who's who. Thanks again to John.